I don't believe in no one's scenarios. Data, 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 I cannot make bricks without clay. I don't know where you get your delusions, laser brain. <laughs> PhD. Before I start today's radio show, I wanted to tell you that today on Monday, this is a very special Monday, Monday, March 15th, we have a one day only spring breakthrough event where all of our advanced programs, every single one of them is 75% off. That is the most extensive discount we have ever offered before. And we have a lot of new programs that just came out this year. We have 19 advanced programs in our overall portfolio. And I would love for you to come check them out by going over to cheekyscientist.com. You can look and you will see at the top of cheekyscientist.com, you will see a banner that'll take you to a page where you can learn about all the different programs that we have available to you at 75% off from our medical science liaison alliance to our data scientist syndicate, our R&D society, our project management uh, consortium and many others. So go to cheekyscientist.com. This is a, a one day only spring breakthrough. Everybody else is trying to get to a beach or take some time off. Of course, as a PhD, we're working hard. You're either trying to finish your thesis or you're in that postdoc. You're looking to transition. Don't wait. Make something happen for yourself now because spring, right? We're getting into spring and you need to ask yourself, where am I in my career and what do I need to do to transition? Having the right resume is not enough. We give you a lifetime guarantee when you join the association, you get lifetime access. Uh, you also get uh, a job offer guarantee in each of our advanced programs. So go to cheekyscientist.com now. Hello, and welcome to a special Cheeky Scientist radio show where we are talking about creating your 30, 60, 90 day plan for an employer ahead of time. We have a lot of PhDs right now that are getting to the interview stage and they are not getting a job offer. Now, some are getting to the earlier stages, perhaps a phone screen, one of the initial video interviews. Others, unfortunately, are getting to the, the final video interview stages, which, which are a panel interview uh, most often, uh, or a site visit that's done virtually or in person, and then not getting a job offer. Just because you are being invited to a site visit does not mean that you're the only job candidate. There's likely two. There could be more depending on the size of the company. It certainly doesn't mean that if you blow the site visit or the virtual interview, if you do not have questions to ask that are insightful, if you do not come off appropriately educated, uh, as in have, having done research on the company, uh, you will get rejected. And there's, there's such an immense cost to this as a PhD because to go through all of that effort and to not get a job offer, to be at the finish line and not do everything that you can in your power to get that job offer, uh, it's devastating and you have nobody to blame but yourself. So the question you need to ask is what more can I do to separate myself, to differentiate myself from other job candidates, the one that might be left they're comparing me to? Or if you're still at the video interview stage, maybe the, the three or four or five they're comparing me to. If you're at the phone screen stage, maybe the other 10. Numbers vary, but either way, you have to ask, how can I differentiate myself? What is unique about me? If you've been following Cheeky Scientist, you've learned to communicate your transferable skills, not just your technical skills, like all of the other PhDs they're interviewing. 
But what else can you do to differentiate yourself? How can you go above and beyond? How can you give the employer certainty? The number one reason they will not extend a job offer to you is that they are uncertain whether or not you're serious about the role or whether or not you can do the role. One of the best ways to give them certainty is to give them on paper a 30, 60, 90 day plan. So when they're onboarding you, you will likely have to create a 60, uh, 30, 60, 90 day plan, or they will create one with you. Uh, they will have an onboarding process. The reason companies have an onboarding process, some companies it's more extensive. If it's a small company, a startup, the onboarding process could be an hour, a day. You have to hit the ground running right away. A larger company could be three months, six months. And the reason onboarding is so important is because they need to help you understand how things work at the company. There's a lot of unspoken rules. There's a lot of guidelines uh, that you can't find on a company's website or even by reading through a, a company's operations manual. You can only learn on the job. Now, hiring an employee is very, very expensive. Uh, if you've never looked at some of these statistics, let's we'll, we'll go over a few of them, but you need to know in general, it can cost about $60,000, really uh, uh, up to the salary you will get in your first year. I've heard numbers as high as 1.5 times the starting salary of an employee is how much it costs to hire that employee. Okay. The reason that companies care so much about onboarding is because they've invested so much in you already. And the numbers that employers see are as follows. 22% of staff turnover occurs within the first 45 days. They're going to lose. They, they know they're going to lose a fifth of their team members in the first 45 days. You likely can't comprehend that because you came out of academia where everybody gets into uh, maybe a graduate student role and they're there for at least five years. 91% of the first year workers are retained by companies with an efficient onboarding process. So they can dramatically increase their chances of keeping an employee that they've already paid a lot for just to hire by onboarding them correctly. 69% more likely for new hires to remain in a company for three years if there is a well-structured onboarding process. You're starting to see the trend here. If I'm a, a hiring manager, a company in general, certainly in human resources, in charge of onboarding, it's to my benefit, can help me get promoted in my HR job to onboard correctly because my retention rate will be higher. 32% of global executives say they experienced a poor onboarding process. 49% of millennials want a better onboarding process. These are the numbers employers are seeing. So uh, when you come into a company, they've already spent a lot just to hire you, right? The, this is the cost to value of an employee. And if you think about this as a, as a chart with time on the x-axis, the y-axis, it's the economic value of you, the employee to the organization, right? You're starting in the negative Right? So you're starting on the y-axis in the negative as soon as you start because you have not given any value to the organization, but they've spent a lot to hire you. As they onboard you, the whole goal of onboarding is to get you into the positive as quickly as possible. Right? So you can imagine a line with a different slope, right? depending on how quickly you learn, how good their onboarding process is, the slope can change and it can get you into the positive. Uh, 
very, very quickly, right? So as you move along the x-axis of time, you'll get into the positive in terms of the y-axis. So your economic value to the organization will increase, eventually become positive after they invest in you, the better they're onboarding. Uh, the better you follow your own 30, 60, 90 day plan, the more you can start adding value to the organization, right? The more your career can take off, the quicker you can ask for a promotion. So they look for employee engagement, recognition, development, overall management, okay? This is when they start to get a return on their investment. So the organization is benefiting from you. Now, that's what employers care about. A key to getting hired is to look at the job search, what, what the company wants right from the employer's point of view, what they, they're concerned with. They're concerned, right? that they've already spent all this time, they have to spend more time and money on you, and they don't know if they're going to get a return on their investment. So give them certainty that they're going to get a return. Future pace them, as in let them see you in the role that they're interviewing you for. The best way to do this is by creating a 60, uh, 30, 60, 90-day plan on paper. All right. So technically, your onboarding begins at job acceptance, not the first day of employment. Uh, so there's going to be mechanisms in place for you to be begin onboarding right away. Onboarding is different than orientation. Orientation lasts a day, right? Maybe an hour, depending on the company size. So onboarding is a process from the employer's point of view, but also for you. How long does it take you to know where the restrooms are, how to get around, where to park, who to interact with, who to ask for help from? How do you do this? What if you had to figure that out before you even got hired? How valuable would that be both to you and, of course, to the organization if you figured that out beforehand? So it's very easy. You can find a lot of templates online. Uh, we have some template plates at CheekyScientist.com to 30, 60, 90 day plan. Uh, your goal at 30 days is going to differ from your goal at 60 and 90 days. The company's expectations for you are going to be different at 30, 60, and 90 days. So your goals at 30 days, right, is to learn the tools and the systems of the company. You want to be able to answer questions like, where are things? How can you access them, right? How can you use them? Uh, this is how you learn general operations, how things work. Uh, you want to get comfortable, right? Start getting comfortable with the culture, right? Which is just the how, right? The, the strategy is the what, the culture is the how, how things are done, how you feel, how other people feel in general, how they operate. Uh, you want to get comfortable with that. You want to understand the product or service or treatment or whatever it is that you're supporting. You might take on one small project in part with somebody guiding you during this time. Most of you didn't have that information. If you wrote down, right, in the context of the company, what you know about the job, which is on the job posting, certainly if you set up informational interviews or had some early interviews. I mean, this can even guide the questions that you ask during the initial interviews. What if you were trying to fill out a chart at 30 days, what do you expect? At 60 days, at 90 days, what if you ask them those questions? Do you see how you'll start differentiating yourself and how they'll start seeing you in that position and see that you're serious about this position? You'll give them certainty. At 30 days, the company's expectations, again, it's really just orientation, right? I know orientation can last a day, but this is, this is what we call that 30-day process overall too, orientation. It's, it's from a company's perspective, just getting you oriented with the facility. Uh, with operations, the the really the internal version of the company versus the external or public version of the company, right? So uh, the internal information 
uh, that you would not gain just by going to the company's website. Now, as you start to approach 60 days, right? So in, in that 30 to 60 days, you'll want to start working with your team or teams, really understanding how the teams work, uh, who does what. You want to communicate with your teams, uh, of course, in the first 30 days, but it, it will take you a while to start getting things done where they can start to rely on you instead of you just relying on them. That is the key difference between the you know, 30 and uh, 30 to 60 days versus your first 30 days. You want to start being seen as an asset to the team. Uh, you'll want to take on a bigger project at this time, right? You'll still need some mentorship, but the project will be much bigger. The project will actually matter. Okay. From a company's perspective, this is the uh, assimilation phase, right? The second phase is, is the assimilation phase. They expect you to start understanding the unwritten rules of the company in more detail. So not just the internal rules, and really sometimes the internal rules can be found from informational interviews on the website, um, but the unwritten rules, like maybe the person in charge on paper is not really in charge. Somebody else is running the show, right? These power structures will start to become visible to you. Uh, you'll want to figure out who has actual power. Who's the person actually in charge? Who do people listen to? Not on paper, but in real life, day to day. You'll want to figure out which practices you need to follow, which might differ from the practices the company says to follow. Right? Some, some companies might say, oh, you can start your workday at any time. But the unwritten rule is everybody starts at 9 a.m. End of story. Right? Or you, you get a, a, a dirty look or uh, people ask where you are, right? Like something doesn't feel right. That's the kind of unwritten rules we're talking about. It's really the shared beliefs of a company, the shared practices. At 90 days, okay, things get a bit more serious. So your goal is you, you're going to want to start juggling bigger responsibilities. This is where you're going to take on a big project independently. This is where you will demonstrate your real value to the company. Can you do something autonomously? This is why all of the uh, nonsense you hear about companies really being concerned that PhDs are too independent. Uh, again, that's nonsense. They, especially today's world where you might have to work remotely a lot more, they value that autonomy. They also value your ability to complete a project. Completeness as a PhD, you, those are two strengths you have no matter what your background is. The ability to get things done independently with minimal supervision. Doing this will ensure the company values you. That is the moment that a company, right? A supervisor more specifically will say, wow, tons of value here because I can show this person what success looks like and they can go get it done. So by the end of that 90 days, you, you want to be connected with some of the key players, your manager, right? The person you're directly reporting to. That's number one. Then your team, the people you're going to be working side by side or cross-functionally, uh, even cross-departmentally with. And then number three, your peers, people on your level, which could be people on your team, other departments, uh, the people that you're going to share information with, stay up to date on what's going on, uh, come up with ideas with, lean on for support, maybe not on a project, but more on a uh, professionally personal level. You want to connect with superiors who are at higher levels too. You want to start increasing your visibility. This is called optics. You want to build these relationships. Uh, you'll, you want to make sure that people who are at meetings that matter, right? That you've talked to, you'll, you'll built a relationship with them. Well, they'll be like an internal sponsor. They'll say good things about you at higher level meetings that you are not at. Now, from a company's point of view in, in that 60 to 90 day, right? So at the 90 day stage, 
they'll want you to have achieved acculturation. Okay, this, this simply implies that you have been fully integrated into their culture. You'll start seeing your team members as uh, compatriots, uh, as you know, not just other employees at the company. Uh, there should be a certain level of camaraderie in your relationship with your fellow team members at this point. By getting internalized into the culture and the overall company, you will secure your position at that company. It takes a while. It takes effort on the new for you as the employee to make this happen. And if you can show an employer that you have a plan for this, even a basic plan, say, I, I, I mapped out a kind of a 30, 60, 90 day plan, uh, given the information I was able to gather from the job posting and from the initial phone screen. And I put this together. I'd love to ask you a few questions about it. I made a copy for you. Here you go. Right. Putting things on paper. It's the briefcase technique. If you've heard us talk about that, that's a place you can win as a PhD too. Most people will never put anything on paper. They see it as like too much work. You can just put everything I just told you on paper, you know, insert whatever the product or service that you're going to be completing, whatever the projects, the initial projects they want you to complete. Cause that's, that's what they care about. They're not, you know, thinking uh, like, oh, you know, five years from now, where is this person going to be in their career? They might ask you that question, but what they care about is like, look, we have a project we need done now. We need, we needed this product done yesterday. We got to get you on board immediately. So think in terms of the practical, what projects do they need you to complete? And then put the name of that project, ask them specific questions at the 30, 60, 90 day stage where they see that project being in a perfect case scenario and use that to create your 30, 60, 90 day plan. Hopefully this is helpful. We cover 30, 60, 90 day plans in detail and onboarding in detail. Everything prior to that as well in your job search, resumes, LinkedIn profiles, interviewing, of course, negotiating, and the hardest thing for PhDs, uh, a pre-made. We give you a pre-made job referral network in our flagship program called the Cheeky Scientist Association. Go to CheekyScientist.com to learn more about it, or go to PhDsGetHired.com to go directly to our Cheeky Scientist Association informational page. As always, remember your value as a PhD and start thinking and acting like a successful industry professional. I'm Isaiah Henkel, the founder of Cheeky Scientist and the creator of the Cheeky Scientist Association. I wanted to quickly tell you that memberships into the association are available to PhDs listening to Cheeky Scientist Radio by using the coupon code CheekyRadio at www.phdsgethired.com. That's phdsgethired.com, P-H-D-S-G-E-T-H-I-R-E-D.com. Simply type phdsgethired.com into your website browser, scroll down to the orange membership button and click on it, then enter the coupon code CheekyRadio to get 20% off a lifetime membership now. That's Cheeky Radio, C-H-E-E-K-Y-R-A-D-I-O. Remember your value as a PhD and start thinking and acting like a successful industry professional. Are you worried about the rapidly shrinking job market? Like me, have you been seeing more and more articles on universities shutting down their research labs, furloughing employees, cutting postdocs and TAs, and even withdrawing PhD student funding? If so, 
it might be wise to start taking steps to protect your PhD career. You've worked very hard and very intelligently for years to establish yourself, but likely you have not reached your full career potential yet. Perhaps you're not even getting respect and you're not getting the rewards that you deserve. The good news is you can get into an industry career where you can get paid well for doing meaningful work. All you need is the right knowledge and the right network. The Cheeky Scientist Association gives you lifetime access to the world's number one PhD-only job search training platform with multiple courses and the PhD-only job referral network of over 10,000-plus industry PhDs. Now is your chance to become a lifetime member for 20% off of the association. Just use the coupon code CheekyRadio at www.phdsgethired.com. That's phdsgethired.com. P-H-D-S-G-E-T-H-I-R-E-D.com. Simply type phdsgethired.com into your website browser, scroll to the orange membership button, and click on it, then enter the coupon code CheekyRadio to get 20% off a lifetime membership now. No recurring monthly fees, no recurring annual fees. Nobody else offers this. PhDsGetHired.com. Use the coupon code CheekyRadio. Remember your value as a PhD, and remember that knowledge is power, and your network is your net worth. 